The game is spin the bottle. But now that we've emptied the bottle, whiskey's casting amber blurs across the front yard dusk, and our voices don't feel like our own anymore, and mistakes are being made. Lightning recap. In Kate McQuaid's Daughters of the Air, teenage lust and the stirrings of maybe young love collide in a drunken game of spin the bottle at a pool party. You've got a little time. We've got a little podcast. It's Short Story Short Podcast. I am Chris. Today here with... Christy Baxter. And Christy... Yes? Stories, right? Stories, right. Which one? Daughters of the Air by Kate McQuaid. Let me start by saying this is a part of a four-part series uh, of the work from Joyland we started with last week about swan shit. Swan shit. <laughs> he still giggles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we have now on to Kate McQuaid and a story I am absolutely in love with. I think it is impossible for me to read this story without flashing back on lust because yes. there are, yeah, there are so many similar sensations uh, and there's sort of a, a prose styling to this too. That sort of has that same feel. Yeah. The prose is very uh, poetic and evocative and the way that this, the way that this moves through time, it's moving through a single night, whereas lust was moving through, you know, many nights and days. And so, so you would think that that would be dissimilar, but it has that same feeling of time being blurry. Mm -hmm. And I love how she manufactures a time through just the littlest things, uh, one spin the bottle you're going to naturally bringing up uh youth and you're going to bring up uh particularly adolescence uh or in my case my 40s um <laughs> but you then have lines like uh brent's hands are on jenny campbell's bikini hips that is such a vivid image that just knocks knocks it out of the park as far as both uh, where they are and their view of one another. And I think the beauty of that also is it gives you time. It's in haiku, of course, there are the season words. And bikini is an automatic summer word for me. Mm -hmm. And then that's the thing is the bikini is really doing all the heavy lifting there because it was just, if it was just Brent's hands are on Jenny Campbell's hips, you don't get the full imagery. You don't get that summer feeling. You don't get that pool party, teenage feeling, but it's that, that one word bikini that automatically locks it in. And so it's a, it's a brilliant move. Yeah. And I think then we get an entire paragraph that is sensory and you get that very simple uh, the first, I kind of think that there's a simplicity to that first paragraph that just kills me, but then, and in a very compact story, she gives a lot of time to, uh, you know, the truth is I want to go home too. I'm tired of Jenny's. Her house smells like cats and vanilla air freshener gone stale. 
And then it keeps going with the sensation of being there. And of course, she's brilliant with uh, her pearl parties were better when it was all girls and actual swimming, not boys and looking skinny in swimsuits. Again, brilliantly evoking a time in life. Yes, yes, exactly. And that, that thing about the, the smell of the house, the cats and vanilla air freshener. I can remember the smells of my friends' houses, the very specific way that they, the ways that they smelled, even to this day, but like going back to high school, I can remember that. And so that, that's very much a touchstone, I think, that, it, that is universal and, and helps the reader sink into the story. Mm-hmm. And I think in this one, one of the things we are being given is a main character who feels as if she is along for the ride until she breaks the bottle. Yes, exactly. That along for the ride, that's a very good point. And that I, that I think is, I can feel a, a, a good connection with that because I was that that person in high school who was friends with with quite a few people but never really felt like I was part of any particular group or clique or whatever I just kind of like drifted from group to group depending on the the day of the week or who was free or whatever and so yeah I was I was very often along for the ride in in other people's stories is how I frequently felt and the beauty of that is that there is a massive set of connotations with everything that happens through a character who isn't exactly well-defined, but at the same time comes into view and becomes better defined, which is exactly what you want a character to do. It's not a case of, for example, Hemingway is very famous. He gives you everything you need to know in the first sentence and, or at least the first paragraph early on by the first half, you know, everything you need to know. And then by the last half, the guy dies. So. Yeah, that's the key. That's sort of why it has to be like that. Yeah. But then what I think she's so good about is taking aspects of everyday life and letting them stand as symbols of time or place. Uh, sometime before the blacktop or sometime after, the hours kept plunging into each other, weightless in the deep blue night. Jenny's little sister said, tuck us in, Hannah. Tell us a story. That there, that little moment, you know, sometime before the blacktop or sometime after, you know, that exactly reminds me of the opening of Camus' The Stranger. Which I haven't read, but it, it that I'm sure I can agree with you. That sounds right. <laughs> yeah, because I think the opening line of The Stranger is uh, Maman died last night or maybe the night before or something like that. Uh, it's this idea that there is such a divorce from the event that it doesn't register in a time space. It registers as a sensation. And what certain things can do to your sense of time, uh, grief being one and uh, drunkenness being another. And just that, that, that even not even with just drunkenness, but that, that heady feeling of teenage invincibility and also powerlessness at the same time 
Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. And I think, I think that's, that's sort of where this gets me the most is that it is that set of what would seem to be contradictory or dueling concepts that are so perfectly set in contrast to each other here. And it's a very, it's a very simple story, but at the same time, it's so, I don't want to say densely written, richly written that it makes everything seem more important and complex. Yeah. I mean, even just, just telling the, the little sister and her friends a story. And I love that they ask for the little mermaid, but they want the real one. They want, they want the one where she, she, you know, her, she's, her feet are like dancing on knives and just that, that, that moment was kind of a gut punch for me for no real reason. I've never had a particular experience like that, but it seems so nostalgic, even though it's not something I've experienced. Like I just got this feeling of like, I've been in a moment like that. And there's also that feeling of looking back on that, like a memory that you cherish, even though it's just a little thing, you know, just a little thing of telling some little girl's story, but it was her, I think her kind of break from all of the action and the emotions going on between, you know, Jenny and Brent and the also sort of like a a bonding moment and her being where she actually kind of wanted to be. Exactly. And I love as it goes, once you're at the end, there are just some brilliant little, absolutely, I find it snarky as hell. Um, Garrick, who has not yet drowned, is way over there by the edge of the pool, <laughs> singing a song about shakers of salt. Uh, one, I feel very seen with a reference to Margaritaville. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, two, I think that she is, in this paragraph, summing up the narrator's relationship with everybody in the story and very quickly just little pieces here and there and then it ends with what i think is the perfect summation of what it means to be young hormonal and at your leisure no one is ready to say enough Yeah, that's so damn evocative. My goodness, it brings up so many memories of nights that you just didn't want to end, even if sometimes they weren't always the best nights. You know, she's not having the best night of her life here because it kind of seems like there's a possibility that the guy that she could fall for is going to end up with, with Jenny, or at least he wants to. And so, you know, it's, it's not, nothing's perfect here. It's not, it's not that magical night, you know, that she may have wanted. But still, everybody wants it to keep going. And I can, I can remember so many nights like that where you just stayed up all night and watched the sunrise and, you know, <laughs> did all that shit. And then, you know, had, had breakfast and then slept for the rest of the day. For me, they were always nights at Denny's, and, mm-hmm. which is now a theme for the entire series. Uh, Denny's will always come up. But I mean, it's, it's this idea that it feels as if this is being told to us very, very near the moment. It hasn't been given that gilding that memory gets. But at the same time, 
there's a realization that we know we should stop, but we got to keep going. Yeah. And I think, yeah, there's, there's more to happen. There's more to come. And I, and I think that the fact that it's in present tense is a lot of what gives it that, that immediacy of a, a moment that is currently happening, which I think was a really good choice for this story. And yeah, it's just, it's, there's, there's so many just beautiful little moments in there that are just in the grand scheme of things, they're nothing, but in, in the story, they're, they're everything, you know, like, um, give me a second to find it. Well, after she, she, she breaks the, the whiskey bottle, only Brent seems to appreciate my wreckage. He stands in the empty space where Mr. Campbell's car is not, picks up the biggest piece of glass, a grinning circle. Like that's a moment in time where she feels like some connection with him that could turn into something and maybe won't, but she is just such a small thing, but she seems to make and feel so much of it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the great pettiness, I love the, uh, uh, when she talks about Jenny, uh, her neck has a mark like a red thumbprint. I want to cover it up. I want to press my thumb hard into it. Uh, yes yes there is a certain pettiness there but you know i think she deserves it (laughs) i agree i think in this story it really you could use this story sort of as a voight kampf test for uh what type of human you are and because you you either agree that yeah press that press that mark with your thumb (laughs) or you're like oh no you shouldn't do that uh it's whether or not you're a good person. I don't think I know anyone who wouldn't put the thumb into the mark on the neck. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I, I do either. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a story that I just fell in love with. I think that it's one of those things, the language just kills me. It's so powerfully written. Um, the beauty of her writing has a sort of a timelessness at the same time as being exceptionally rooted in a time, which I love. I love when you can do that. It's one of the things I love about Lusso that is more deeply rooted in a specific time, but this has more fuzz around the edges, I think. And it just, ah. (sighs) Yes, yes. I agree with the, the, both the summation and the sigh. Um, It's a story that I feel like is really rereadable and, you know, I, I could read this several times over and not get tired of it. And, and I, it's also, it's going to stick with me for a, a long while after this. And, and those, those are the kinds of stories that, that all writers want to write, but is, are the hardest to, to really pull off. Correct. There it is. <laughs> yes. Hey, 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 Christy. Yes. I feel as if I were to read a short story for next week from Joyland. I would be a better person. How are you going to help me be a better person? I'm going to help you be a person by be a better person. (laughs) I also reading some stairs only ever descend by Kathy Nguyen. Did I say that right? Yeah. Kathy Nguyen. Okay. Uh, That's excellent. Although I had hoped you would say, Chris, you should stop drinking. Um, Yes. Well, in that case, this has been Short Story. Short Podcast. Yay! Yay! <laughs>